We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. My people, San Francisco 49ers fans, welcome to Striking Gold. The Niners are coming off a 31-3 win over the Cleveland Browns. Absolute dismantling on Monday Night Football, 31-3. And it was an utter domination. It it should have been 41-3. Unbelievable performance by Nick Bosa, number two overall pick, has come in here. Nine pressures, two sacks, forced fumbles, recovering fumbles, Matt Breida led off the game with an 83-yard touchdown. Really, from the moment the game started, the 49ers dictated and dominated it. We're going to break down every detail in the game. But right now, big picture, 49ers are the best team in the NFC record-wise. Really, they have to go 6-6 six and six the rest of the way to make the playoffs. 10-6 and six is going to get them in, in the NFC. And I think they could do it. And the goal could be even higher, like 11-5 and five and a potential first round bye. I can't believe we're talking about this. Seasons can change and spiral out of control. I've seen it firsthand in many different franchises. We're not going to overreact here, but my goodness, what you saw on Monday Night Football, I don't think any team wants to play the San Francisco 49ers right now. Who thought we'd be saying that? I thought 8-8 eight and eight was in the cards. You really had everyone making plays. Richard Sherman interception early in the game. They didn't turn that into points, but uh, Kwan Williams, another goal line stand early in the second quarter, it was really everything 
firing on all cylinders. The D-line, you know, the story of the season is they've changed the whole identity of the San Francisco 49ers. You play this football team, you're going to get harassed. Baker Mayfield, he came in riding high off a huge win over the Ravens, a really good defense. He was befuddled. Odell Beckham Jr. was a non-factor, fumbled a punt. They got pushed around. The Browns quit, and the 49ers really stepped on their throats. George Kittle had a touchdown. Tevin Coleman looked amazing. This looked like a practice game for the 49ers. (laughs) They dominated from start to finish. Cleveland now has games against the Seahawks and the Patriots. They could really have screwed up their entire season. This was circled as a win for the Browns. And, you know, Cleveland fans are disgusted today. I got highlights of the game running right now. And it's just 11 minutes of the 49ers either forcing turnovers, Baker Mayfield under pressure. Jimmy Garoppolo played above average. They didn't need him to do that much. It was perfect. No turnovers, and they forced four. We'll unpack some stats, what's going on with the rest of the league, but my goodness, (laughs) if you're a 49ers fan, you better be delighted. There's going to be certain factions of the fan base who are not overreacting yet. This team's schedule is going to get tough, but I'm ready to... Turn up the expectations for this team to 10-6 and and say we underestimated them. And Nick Bosa looks like a Rookie of the Year candidate. And he's getting better every week. He's still falling down and still making sacks. Let's play the clip of him talking shit to Baker Mayfield. I was kind of trying to talk. I don't usually talk, but this game, he had it coming. But he didn't say one word back. What would you say, just an example? I was just screaming his name, like, Baker, Baker, you good? Come on, pick it up, we want a challenge. Unbelievable lack of respect for Baker, and now it's coming out afterwards that Richard Sherman did not like that Baker wouldn't shake his hand pregame. That's some college shit, Richard Sherman told our buddy Mike Silver. It's ridiculous, we're all trying to get psyched up, but shaking hands with your opponent, that's NFL etiquette. So you have... A bunch of people not liking Baker, some of the things he's doing on the field. Sherman saying, respect the game. You can have rivals, but pay your respect in the moment. I love it. The 49ers are developing an identity. They're the ones now instigating the shit talking because their play is backing it up on the field. Um, This team is reaching next levels of stuff. I tweeted out earlier last week, let's make it a home field advantage at Levi's. That's a step. Having your defensive players have personalities like this and be willing to call out other opponents, this breeds camaraderie. There's no measurement or no data for what happens in moments like this, but you better believe Nick, Nick Bosa planting that flag, that's going to be a gift that's used all throughout the building all week, and it's going to get people hyped to play the Rams. Moments like this, seasons like this, things like this happen where there's a surprise team in the NFC that goes on a run, make, you know, makes the second round of the playoffs. I think that's realistic. Right now, it's crazy we're saying this. Early October, 49ers not only could make the playoffs, they're hosting a playoff game. They win the NFC West. You know, I think they could win. I think they could beat a team right now. I think they could beat the Cowboys. I think they could beat the Eagles at home. That would be a really close game. Point is, we have to see them play these teams in the NFC. Their schedule's been so funky to start. They played all AFC North teams. 
<laughs> that division is overrated. We've clearly found out. Now let's see them against the Rams. Um, we'll have Croc and Rob Lauder really break that down for you. But, I mean, holy crap. I'm, my voice is a little hoarse. I was at the game screaming with Niners fans in, in Levi's, sitting in the 400s. Shout out to Bleacher Report. Roll to the game with them. Bay Sean, Dave Finocchio, good to meet a lot of that crew. And, you know, tossing the ball in the parking lot. Levi's is a good parking lot setup compared to some other stadiums I've been to, if you're going to give it credit there. Um, overall, like, it was loud, but 49ers fans, again, didn't need to be that loud. They took over right away. They were loud on third downs and when there was big plays happening. But the second half, people were checked out in a good way. If you go to a game, you want to see your team either destroy them in a blowout or win closely. And you'll take a blowout over the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man. I don't know if it's Freddie Kitchens or Baker, a combination of the whole offense there, but they, they're they going to run into some issues here if they go on this huge losing streak. Um, yeah, the 49ers right now. Let's kind of break down what happened in the game. So, you know, Nick Bosa, nine pressures, two sacks, fumble recovery. How about the goal line stands in the second quarter? So it was, what, 14 nothing early on, and then early second quarter, it was a goal line stand. Uh, Tart had a great tackle for a loss. Emmanuel Mosley had a great deflection on a second and goal, and then they forced him to a field goal. You know, the game could have turned there. Actually, like, the huge turning point early on was Kyle challenging a play in the first quarter. It was a deep pass caught by Cleveland, overturned. They could have got momentum there and went up 7-0, and the whole game feels different. So that challenge early on kind of helped set the tone. Offensively, the game plan was obviously to run the football. The you know, the 49ers did that very effectively right from the outset. Matt Breida, his 83-yard touchdown. Give credit to Kyle Juszczyk, another great chip block that set him free. He's going to be out for a few weeks minimum with the knee sprain. That's kind of the only bad news coming out of the game. I think the 49ers may have to sign a free agent fullback, maybe someone that's been a part of Kyle's system in the past because it is a little complex and the fullback is required to do a lot. You might see a lot more two running back setup in the shotgun, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida as well with use check out. Kyle's going to have to get creative. Maybe Jalen Hurd comes back and he's able to fill this kind of H-back role. Not everything Kyle Juszczyk can do. I think it'll be a little blow to the offense, but I don't think it's going to change things. It will change things more in the run game than the pass game as Kyle Juszczyk is such a good run blocker. So wishing him well. But I liked what Kyle did. He had an end around to George Kittle, double reverse to Marquise Goodwin, got the ball in space, and really Jimmy G didn't have too many deep chances down the field. He had a couple nice throws. He was above average and that's all he needed to be it's really good when that happens the rest of the football team can win the game the d-line won the game the browns completely they had their game plan wrecked baker mayfield just i i feel like he's too much under pressure right now he really couldn't sit in the pocket though there were some quotes after the game that maybe he couldn't see over eric armstead and deforest buckner He's had some issues just kind of rolling out. Um, so, yeah, one game plan was wrecked from Cleveland on offense. The 49ers game plan on offense, I, I loved it. Jimmy G didn't have to do too much, so it was supposed to be the showdown. Jimmy G versus Baker Mayfield, and it ended up being the Dick Bosa breakout party. 
on national TV. That's why the NFL is the greatest. You have no idea what's going to happen. I thought we were going to see a 35-31 shootout. Both defenses looking crappy. The 49ers came out and proved, hey, listen, they have to be taken seriously. There are people who are not going to want to take them seriously. There are fan bases like the Eagles who have won a Super Bowl, like the Saints who have been very close. The 49ers beat the Rams this week, even though the Rams have taken a little bit of a step back. They're setting up to go 8-0. They're going to have the Redskins, Panthers, and Cardinals, three of the easier teams in the NFC. And all of a sudden here, you know, you're talking random years where this team rises up. As I keep saying, it, it's starting to feel the inklings of the 49ers being really good this season. There's going to be a snag. They're going to hit a two-game losing streak, guys. They're going to lose multiple games in a row. Nearly every NFL team does. They don't have very many weaknesses right now. They've been okay without Joe Staley. Justin School, again, held his own. This is an elite run-blocking offensive line, and it's on display. Kittle powers them. A couple people tweeted me, yeah, let's go to the tweets, because I asked, you know, what are you guys thinking directly after the game? And there was a lot about receivers and wanting to trade for one, and they're still quiet. Dante Pettis didn't do much. I don't know why he's not returning punts every time. And then Debo didn't do much. You're going to have games. Like the stats aren't going to look like Julio here, what Kyle did in Atlanta. There's That isn't this type of offense. This is a spread it around, rush first attack. The 49ers are running the football as well as anyone in the league. And the passing game is complementing the run. If you've watched the first four games, Kyle's goal is to set the tone, run it down their throat, and it's been working. And so they're not going to, change anything. Jimmy G, I felt like there was more shotgun last night than normal. We'll have to look at the stats there, but they're not asking him to throw for 350 yards. They don't need to yet. Their defense has been that good. This is the this is how you want to win football games. Obviously, you want your franchise quarterback to evolve and grow and, and be that guy. The the play calling's not even setting up for Jimmy G to have a lot of yards. That's this is awesome. This is what you hope for going into the season where there wasn't too much pressure on his shoulders. That's kind of my big takeaway here is offensively going against a pretty good defense. I know the corners were banged up for, for the Browns, so it's not this, some elite defense, but biggest test, pass with flying colors, both on offense and defense. Offense right now doesn't need Jimmy G to dominate. Guess what? That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, Striking Gold podcast. I went to the game. I'm a little hungover today. This is awesome. This is fun. I went to Levi Stadium, and yes, the ride back kind of was a buzzkill. And yes, the food lines were a little too long. But you know what? This football team is good, and it's good energy for the city right now. Striking Gold Podcast. We're going to do some sponsor reads, and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, we actually have an amazing partner this week, sports.axios.com. This is one of the best sports free daily newsletters and stop reading 20 different articles. You know, following a team in 2019, it's time consuming. You can't keep up with the whole national picture. You don't want to scroll through every app, scroll through Twitter. That's why Axios Sports was honestly created. It's a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox every morning. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you get NBA, you get NFL, you get 
stuff about sports media or like really cool stuff you'd be interested in. Um, it's going to highlight the most important stats, trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. Sports.axios.com. It's free. 100,000 sports fans have already signed up. Axios has a partnership with HBO. They're very legit. They're doing business right now with Blue Wire. We like these guys a lot. We're reading their newsletter and we're encouraging you to do the same. Sports.axios.com. Sign up today. All right, people. Harrys.com slash Blue Wire. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. The secret to a great shave, it actually is the blade. It's not about these flex balls or the heated handles. You don't need any of that jazz. What you need is Harry's because it gives you a close shave. It's easy glide. It's a low price. Do us a favor. Check out harrys.com slash blue wire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price. $2 per blade. It's super convenient. The delivery guy comes directly to your door with or without a subscription. There's no risk for trying out Harry's. If you don't like it, cancel it. It's very simple to cancel it, even though you won't want to at all. So harrys.com slash bluewire. They joined our journey in February. They've been one of the best sponsors we could have asked for. And we're pumped if you check them out. You're supporting Blue Wire. Shave with us. Shave with Harry's. Harry's.com slash Blue Wire. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I think that's like a song from the 60s or something. I don't know. I'm normally a better singer than that, but I'm singing today. 49ers fans, you should be singing too. Sing in the shower. You should be singing. You're 4-0 for the first time since 1990, which is, uh, that's kind of wild. How did this team never start 4-0 under Harbaugh? But it's the NFL. You tend to lose some games sometimes, and right now the 49ers are undefeated. Um, looking more at some of the numbers. Looking at my boy Rob Loader, too, just looking at some tweets right now. Shanahan called the touchdown from Jimmy Garoppolo to George Kittle before it happened. This is Joe Staley said it on the sidelines, relaying it to our boy Rob Lauder. This guy is a wizard at play caller. I've said it on previous podcasts. He is the X factor going forward. Love the quarterback, love the D-line. If Kyle gets into a groove and he's against the right matchups and he's able to play chess against a defensive coordinator, I like Kyle playing chess in almost every matchup. The 49ers have the better chess player, in my opinion, every week as they go against defensive coordinators. Now, it depends on the chess pieces. You'll picture some games against better defenses that Kyle's starting without a couple pawns. Or you can say, you know, Joe Staley off the field, he's lost a couple chess pieces. He has less to work with. But, dude, Kyle can use his rooks and knights and maneuver all over the board, and it's it's super effing impressive. Um, yeah, striking gold. We are going to be rolling out premium subscriber content. We're working with Chris Biederman and Kyle Madsen to make this happen. And you're going to hear a lot more 49ers content the rest of the season. This team is really effing good. We were planning to do this no matter their record. But now it's like, this should be a daily podcast. We should be talking about this for 10 to 15 minutes every day. There should be more interviews coming out of Santa Clara now. With Chris down there, Rob Lauder down there. And so we are going to take the next step. Be on the lookout for this. We are going to roll this out. It is going to be $5 a month. First month is 99 cents. If you don't like it, cancel it. We're still going to do our normal podcast as well. So we're starting to spread the news here in the middle of our podcast for our hardcore listeners. Oh, I totally get it. 
most people aren't going to subscribe for $5. We're trying to build a business and the future of media really is monetizing the content this way for some people. So whoever wants to take a deeper dive, we're, we're going to do any breaking news analysis. I'm going to start podcasting right away. How I would typically throw a bunch of tweets out there. We're going to start pushing audio a lot more. So we appreciate Striking Gold, 49ers people. People have been with me since it was the KJ podcast. Be on the lookout in the next two weeks, and I appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're upping the content. The 49ers have upped their game. Right now, there's two undefeated teams in the league, the 49ers and the Patriots. Putting more perspective on the 49ers rushing attack, 800 yards in four games this season. According to Nick Wagner, our boy from ESPN, it's the most rushed yards through four games since 1959. You're talking about a historic rushing team and Tevin Coleman being able to just come in right away off his injury and pick up the torch and have that beautiful touchdown left sideline. Was that second or third quarter? There was so much touchdowns and scoring, I'm losing track. Brita caught up touchdown pass as well, too. I'm feeling really high on the running backs going for the rest of the season, as long as they stay healthy. I think this is a formula that you can beat most teams with. And you are going to get in your shootouts against the better teams with better quarterbacks. But the 49ers can now go out against an average team and do this game plan all the time. <laughs> like, I can't stress this enough. This is They figured out like how to win with a formula. It's Kyle. It's Jimmy G limiting mistakes. It's this running offense. And now it's Nick Bosa and the D-line, and it's working. There's so many more turnovers this year because of Nick Bosa and D4. D4 a little quiet last night. It's fine. Didn't Nick Bosa stole all the spotlight. Uh, yeah, this formula works. I think it's going to work against the Rams. I think it'll be a lot closer. Sean McVay's desperate. I think you're going to see you know any play he had saved for later in the season that he thinks is really going to work or Jared Goff's most comfortable play. You know, looking forward a little bit, Jared Goff has been struggling against zone blitzes. So the 49ers, he's obviously going to counter this. Like they're going to look at all of his mistakes. He's going to be ready for zone blitzes. So the 49ers have to use them strategically. But Jared Goff has seen some new looks for the first time. Is what? This is his fourth year in the league and he's getting a little befuddled. And there can be some replication from some of the previous losses the Rams have had. And let's give them some credit. They almost won that game in Seattle. They missed a kick at the end. They're still resilient as hell. They're not going to be a pushover, but they're definitely beatable. And the 49ers, even though it's a short week, even though they have to go on a road trip, this is the first time they've been eager to really play the Rams. It was a Sunday night game last year. Was it, yeah, C.J. Beathard was in. It was uh, Jimmy G had just torn his ACL. So, like, all the air was out of that matchup. This is the first really big game against the Rams in the Kyle Shanahan-McVay era. They had a Thursday nighter that was really fun. Pierre Garçon had this amazing catch. Hoyer was slinging it back and forth. Um, but now, with the stakes of, you know, potentially pushing the Rams out of winning the division, they would be competing for a wild card, essentially, if the record was... Three and three. The tables have turned. And Richard Sherman was speaking out after the game. Hey, if you picked us to go three and 13, don't join our bandwagon now. I always knew this team had potential, but they're, they're really starting to reach it. 
you know, it feels like I'm going on and on. Oh my God, this team is so good. It's so good. They're going to hit the speed bumps. And, you know, I'm guessing the use check injury, the more I'm thinking about it, actually might be a big deal in the run game. Look at a lot of the big plays this year. He has been a part of them. This is actually going to be a big acquisition if they can get a fullback in here who they feel comfortable about. It's going to change some of the game plans that Kyle has been installing, this injury, which shows you how special of a player check is. I don't think they can do certain run packages now without him and expect that the play is going to get three or four yards. A lot of moving pieces. Thankfully, so far, it's been mostly healthy. There's not been any serious injuries. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, I'm happy with the performance there, obviously. The D-line helps a lot. But he had that nice play, as I said, in the second quarter. Nice deflection. Kwan Williams, how about this? He's had picks in back-to-back weeks. They were kind of being on the hot seat at nickel. I don't care if it's right place, right time. He's making the play. That was huge. Richard Sherman, ah, he got beat a couple times. People were asking me before the game. We met up with some other people I knew. They were like, all right, what do you really think of Richard Sherman? I think he's very damn good. And there's some people who are like, he is so washed up. There's some people like, are you kidding? He's elite. Look at these stats from this year. So there's a, there's a weird narrative out there. And I think it's really towards the middle, towards skewing that he's still very good. And he's getting turnovers for this team this year. Yeah, I think he's going to give up 50 to 60 yards a week. You're okay with that. As long as he's not giving up over 100, which he hasn't. Of course, he doesn't look the exact same that he looked in Seattle. It's a little less physical. But again, they signed him to be a great corner. They signed him for this leadership stuff that he's coming out after the game and telling 49ers fans to be humble and that there's a big season left. And also, you know, the naysayers, we don't, we don't mess with you. Going on the record, I am not a Richard Sherman naysayer. I'm not a 49ers naysayer, but they are exceeding expectations. This is super exciting. Day after the game, I've only seen the highlights. haven't seen much of the film or the tape, but um, recapping this pod, the 49ers game plan is working. They can play average teams and execute Kyle, Jimmy G, run game, D-line. Boom, 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 boom. It's happening every week. This isn't a fluke. This is the identity of the football team. And it feels like it's going to be competitive, not only in 2019, but moving forward, as long as they can continue to acquire and retain talent. <laughs> as I'm learning at Blue Wire, that is, we're in the talent business. You, you have to acquire it and retain it. I think the 49ers have done a good job. Tevin Coleman, upgrade. Quan Alexander, upgrade. Nick Bosa, defensive rookie of the year is looking like a strong possibility. Thank God. Eric Armstead made the right decision there. He's been great. Defensively giving them credit for their decisions this offseason. It is paying off. And anyone panicking from time to time, like me in the offseason, looks a little foolish right now. But it's still early. And so I do think the defense will hit some spuds. And they're going to get burned a couple times. But right now, quarterbacks have not been able to do much on this defense at all, which is amazing. I thought that was going to be the weakness of the team. They plugged that hole. Emmanuel Mosley's not going to steal Witherspoon's job, but it's good that he's getting development here. Case Sherman goes down for a week or two. Now you feel okay with Mosley. So um, big takeaway is defense is carrying the team a little bit more than the offense now in a good way. This is amazing to see.
Uh, yeah, man. Striking Gold podcast. Shout out again to the Bleacher Report crew. Fun hanging with you guys at the game. Bayshon. Um, and shout out to our Blue Wire crew. Greg's editing this podcast. We've got Peter, Greg, Charlie, Meredith, Danny Noakes, Joel Roy, Sam and Andy from Light Years. We all get together on the phone all the time and work on this company. It's amazing. A couple of you have reached out to be a part of Blue Wire. We're trying to figure out ways to, you know, give you a few hours of work that will, you know, genuinely help us. We're not the athletic. We're not raising $100 million, but we're starting to get some really serious value in the space. We're going to have some commercial partnerships we're announcing with, with some bigger brands. Oh, man. Exciting times, guys, for the 49ers, for Blue Wire. If you're a fan of this, we're going to be rolling out premium subscriber content. You're going to be able to contribute to us. We might open up a Slack channel where we can take the convo away from Twitter and really get deeper about the team. I'm not writing articles. I'd rather just talk to the fans about what I'm thinking. Um, This is fun. We waited a long time on this podcast to experience some fun, and it's been worth it. So if you're still listening at the very end of this, shout out to you. Shout out to the listener. We're going to continue to... I think you'll have another episode of Striking Gold tomorrow. Tomorrow night, it'll be Rob and Croc. And we're going to continue to give you content. This team's fun again. This team is very epic fun. And they could go far and they might not. But what a joyride it's been. And I think the season is going to unfold in the 49ers' favor. If I had to guess right now. So be pumped. Enjoy the week. We'll talk soon. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.